it's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire, and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. Happy, well, we're still in July, right? Uh, just happy Tuesday to everyone out there for total transparency. I do want to let you guys know that I am recording this actually right before the weekend because I am uh, going to be rather busy. So I wanted to make sure that we get out an episode on, on time here. So if there's some big news or something that occurs over the weekend, um, I, I wasn't able to comment on it on comment on it yet because it hasn't happened yet. So just speaking from the heart, speaking from... Uh, well, speaking from here in my kitchen right now. So uh, anyway, like I always do, just want to let you guys know about that uh, is if you guys are listening. And why isn't Matt talking about this? And honestly, I looked ahead and there really wasn't anything on the horizon sports wise that I wanted to really talk about. So I was like, eh, there's always fights. But there's no good boxing. There's no good UFC. Um, the Major League uh, All-Star Game is this upcoming uh, Tuesday, I believe, when this is released. So that's always exciting. I, I think, hands down, the best of the All-Star games. I'm not so much into the home run derby. They change the rules like every year. Um, it would be cool to go to, and it is here in Los Angeles, which would be neat uh, to go to, uh, especially in Dodger Stadium. But wasn't able to make it happen. And did you guys ever have that? Where you like make plans? I'm a big planner, especially months down at months, years in advance. Um, and it's like, oh man, the, the All Star Game's coming to Dodger Stadium in 2020. I think it was originally going to be 2020, and then uh, you know we know what happened. But uh, you guys ever do that where you plan something and you know, oh man, when when that's here. Five years from now, when that is here, I'm absolutely going to be there. I said that about the Rams when they opened their new stadium. I said, I want to be in the first game in the Coliseum. Uh, I want to be in the first game in the new stadium. And I didn't get to go to either. Uh, so I had many years to plan it out, to save up. I just didn't make it happen. And that bothers me big time when I plan something and it doesn't happen. Not just doesn't happen the way I want it to go. That has had a lot of the podcasts I've done over the past few years. That's a hundred percent been that one hundred percent. I've I've also had some some great moments where I have absolutely nailed it, but those are few and far between. I'm probably probably like a three hundred hitter, which is Hall of Fame numbers still, but um, you know three out of ten every now and then I'm not going out of the park. So, but man, I love preparation and planning and being ready for something that's coming up down the road. That's why I'm a big schedule guy. I like looking at the NFL schedules. I like looking at my work schedule. When is my vacation time? When is uh, when are big fights happening down the road? I talked about this with you guys a few weeks back about just like the, the sports calendar, uh, knowing hey in March in March uh, we got March Madness. Hello, why would you schedule? And I care for you dinner during March Madness. I'm just saying. I needed to be on more committees. I think at Care and Rio to to be that voice of reason i'll, I'll give you an, an example outside of real in, in high school basketball which i used to be a part of i'm um, in the foothill citrus unit we used to have meetings on monday nights and those would start right around halloween and it would be monday nights october november not so much in december they kind of give you a break and we're kind of off and running there with basketball but then we'd always come back and have like one or two meetings in january 
And every single year, that Monday meeting landed on the night of the college football national championship. And every year I even got to, I was on the board one a couple of years, tried to voice my opinion. Hey, can we not have a meeting on that? Cause we didn't have a meeting every single day in January, but we just happened to have the one meeting we would have in a January would be during the national championship game every year. And I usually got a little, <laughs> a little sick at that time. Uh, I had to, you know, do some makeup meetings beforehand knowing what I would do every year. And, um, some people wouldn't budge. Some people were stubborn. No, this is when we have the classroom. We, we're a basketball unit. We don't care about football. I'm just like, yes, but you're a human being. You're, you're, you're a man. You, you should, you, you know, a woman, you're a sports fan. The college football national championship. Let, I have a better idea. Why don't we just have a meeting on the Super Bowl? Let's do that. And, and, and I've been, again, woe is me. I'll, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but I'll continue. When I started college baseball, College baseball, the first uh, opening week used to be in Division One was uh, weekend of the Super Bowl. Now, some teams played a Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, series. Some teams played a really early game on Sunday. Division One moved their season later, and the, but they were still Division Two. And all these teams would have opening weekends, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're going to play the day of the Super Bowl. And it's like I was always unavailable. And I made sure a year in advance I blocked that Sunday. Like, no, I am not working. I am unavailable. I look at calendars. So this is why I have no hair. I, I've pulled it all out because I, my entire life, I've dealt with people who like don't want to look ahead and be like, is there anything going on that weekend? Well, how, how does this happen? How did we get here? How do we not know? I used to have to tell friends, oh, you don't even know what time your team is playing on Sunday. Oh yeah, I'll wear the shirt though. So anyway, I'm doing this podcast a little early so that it's out for you guys on Tuesday because I may not be available on Monday or Tuesday to do a podcast. So I had some time today and I thought I'd do it. So that's why you're hearing this today. So scheduling people. And, and, and I'm not just saying this is not just husbands and men out there uh, who, who have, you know, uh, I'm sure women, there's, there's things. I'm not talking to the sports fans because you know where I'm coming from, but like uh, whatever Big events, women, women are really into my mom as an example, always into the Oscars. Uh, that was just her thing. She said one night a year, leave me alone. From four o'clock on, on Sunday, her door was shut. She said, do not bother me for anything. I never asked for this. I want, so we knew there was no, no bothering mom on Oscar night. I'd, I'd be curious if she'd still be, she'd probably still be watching it. She liked all the gowns and the celebrities and everything. I even watched it with her a, a few years. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you become a young man. You don't care about all that stuff anymore, but um, that's just an example. So if you have something, show the courtesy, like for instance, wedding invitation, just send those out, right? Save the date. And when I immediately get those, I look at the date and I'm like, and I start running through my mind. Okay. November, what, what's going on here? Okay. It's not Thanksgiving, but there is a Thanksgiving weekend of football. What happens? Th this is just how my mind works. Okay. So we need to live our lives more with the save the date. Like no one, you know, UCLA and USC are playing each other. Like, I don't know. Know when uh, the College World Series is. Know when the Final Four National Championship is. Let's save the date on these things. Maybe men, what men need to do. I, I'm, I'm a, call to, a call to arms here. Well, I'm sorry. I can't say that. It's very 
disrespectful. The mayor of Chicago, who has more murders in her city every single weekend, uh, we, we've lost track and very restrictive gun laws. She could say a call to arms against members of the Supreme Court and, and whatever she her causes are. She could say, can you imagine if someone in a, in a red state, a red state governor, for instance, red state mayor said that? Red city, I should say. Ooh, it'd be all over this. This person called for the deaths of... No, no, no. Only some people are allowed to say things. You ever notice that? Where if you just flip the tables. Flip the, is it? Flip the tables? Jesus flipped a table in, 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 the, in the, uh, the temple or whatever. Is that where it comes from? Flipping the tables or just flipping it? I don't know. I'm, I'm a mess today, guys. I am all over the place. So maybe, maybe men out there need to send out save the dates. And uh, you pick maybe 10... 15 sporting events a year let's not get carried away where you sit at the table sit at the table and you and you write your little uh invitations out and you send them to your wife (laughs) make sure it's a really nice envelope what do they what do they do to those envelopes i don't see i don't even know glitter whatever I, i don't i don't know just save the date and you mail them to your wife, maybe even at her work. So it's not, I don't know. This is, I, I literally did not write this down. This is totally off the top of my head right now. We as men need save the dates. And, and men do not be greedy. You got to hear me out now. It, it, you got to prioritize your sports viewing, your sports events. We've talked about this on the podcast before about what are your top 10 sporting events? And, uh, you know, football season is about to kick off here in uh, September, well, August for high school football. And uh, uh, pretty much every weekend will be occupied, if you know what I mean. Now, I may have to work a little harder during the week to recuse myself from uh, other duties and such, but that's life. So I, I think we should do this. We can even have get home safe, um, which is ironic, get home safe. Uh, what is that called? The letterhead, letterhead, I think. Do I have a save the date up here? Graduation announcement, same type, same thing, same concept. And we're going to, and you got to use calligraphy or whatever. Maybe use a, a quilted pen just so it looks nice and, and write on there. January 10th, college football national championship game, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. Always plan for overtime, fellas. Always plan for overtime. You never know. You don't, you don't want a game to be going to overtime and you, you told, hey, um, I need another 30 minutes. What? <laughs> Cash it in. Do the extra. Always prepare. This, this whole thing is prepared today. Prepare and plan. Okay, there's one. And, and you put the, little, put the little box. You know how they were always like chicken or steak and put the little box for like check mark or whatever. Uh or no, no, what the, what the boxes would be instead of chicken or steak, it'll be uh, at home or out with friends. And, and again, fellas, they can't all be one. They all 10 can't be on one side. The else, you got to have some steak in there with the chicken. You know what I mean? You got to be out of the house. You got to be in the house. So I think I may be revolutionizing relationships right now. I haven't run this by valerie she probably will not agree with this i think it's ridiculous but this is why i have a podcast oh man i saw the red light blinking okay when i yell it does that this is scary see last week i recorded a whole podcast and uh, i was like what's that red light mean and it means mute so i recorded a whole thing with no sound 
I don't think Val's going to like this idea. She doesn't like many of my ideas, and that's fine. But I have this microphone here for this very reason, to spew out meaningless nonsense or perhaps revolutionary ideas. We're still in the month of July. That's a as, as tribute to our uh, fallen fathers with who, who fought in a revolution. Why not some revolutionary ideas? Everyone else seems to be around the country. You can have an uprising and uh, unpeaceful protests all you want everywhere else. Maybe this is my peaceful protest. So I don't believe in violence. I believe in moral violence, like killing someone that is uh, attacking you or being bad or, uh, you know, go, go kill bad guys who want to harm other people. I believe in that. Thank God for moral violence. I read a paper and uh, commented on that one time in college. I'm all over the place today. I, I wasn't sure because I didn't have the, when I sat down today, I didn't have the, uh, say the parachute of the weekend to like, usually when I talk on the Tuesday podcast, I talk about things that occurred over the weekend. Well, I didn't have that luxury today. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know, going, going out there with a driving without a seatbelt, rolling the dice. You don't know. So maybe it would have been a boring weekend anyway. Now I say that watch, there'll be breaking news everywhere. There'll be all kinds of things happening and I'll just be like, Oh, I didn't comment on it. We'll have to save it for the next week. Right? So back to the save the date. Uh, and it will be hilarious is, is, you know, whenever you get those envelopes, even I, as a guy, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Who's, who's getting hitched. Who's getting, uh, do people still say that by the way? Is that, that's, is that offense, an offensive term? I lose track of what's offensive is getting hitched. Is that an offensive term? If so, I'm going to use it more. Absolutely. I need a list. I started a woke like dictionary. I started writing those down like words that maybe you don't even know what they mean, but like they're overused. And maybe that's the point of using them is so that they, <laughs> they can just sound like they're important. Kind of like, kind of like me on a day, a weekly basis on the podcast. What happened here? Oh, this just came in. Uh, Elon Musk drops Twitter bid after transparency demands fall flat. So there goes that. There goes the whole free speech thing, uh, or as uh, people on the left would call it, uh, a threat to our democracy with the misinformation campaign. Uh, I'll, I'll leave that alone. But anyway, there's some news that broke that may be a big deal over the weekend that I uh, wasn't going to get to cover if I didn't look down on my phone. So save the dates. Even as a guy, I'm like, okay, cool. Let's see what they did with their decoration, with their invitation. And you open it and you know immediately that if the dude had anything to do with this. 90% of the time, the dude had nothing to do with it. But sometimes the photo, I don't know, it's a little more outdoors or something. I got to believe. I haven't been there yet. I, I hope in the near future, you know. Uh, but the whole, I'm assuming most men, the whole, all that stuff, most of the wedding, and just like they step aside and they're like, go ahead. <laughs> I, I asked the question, you answered. Now now I, now I we're, we're done talking, I'm assuming. So, <laughs> <laughs> at least that's kind of what my buddies told i won't say which ones because then they'll get in trouble if they're ladies okay i'm always one step ahead but yes save the dates and you prioritize it maybe something every month some months and and you got to have in order to be free to watch these big sporting events you got to offer some type of nice alternative i'm 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 Hey, I'm a capital a capitalist guy. You earn, earn the right for something, right? I think, or no, no earning, just giving no rights. I know we don't, right. We're losing, I mean, whatever, but 
So maybe you got to do something nice for the lady. Could be a date night. Could be a new car. I got someone in a new car. It'd be about this big, like a little toy car. I could do that. Um, but anyway, yeah, well, you have the national championship in, in uh, January. You'd have February, the Super Bowl, March Madness in March. April would be, I don't know, maybe, maybe, maybe you give them one for that. You got opening day. You got the Masters. You got uh, uh, at least the, one of the first Monday nights there is the college basketball national championship. May, what's going on in May? The end of May, you got the college regionals and June college world series. July is kind of a, so there's some dry spell and we're in it right now. We're kind of in that dry spell. I told you guys, July and August, kind of tough, tough sports months. Probably the two toughest of the year. There's really only baseball on August training camps and, and the preseason games are going out. Ah, it doesn't really count. I don't really care. Give me to the, let's get to the, let's get to the main event here. Let's get to September football and holidays. I mean, football and holiday season. It's a magical time. So there will be a lot of Saturdays and Sundays here the next few months where my fellow brothers out there, you'll be mowing a few more lawns. You'll be attending a few more farmer's markets. You'll be doing a few more walks. I, I'm such a bad, like, I'm, oh, how she puts up with me. I don't know. Hey, what do you think about going? I don't care. I don't really, I mean. You ever, and then they, fellas, and then they ask you, well, how come you know, you never have an opinion about some of these things? Cause I don't care. <laughs> what do you think about the farmer's market? I mean, I'd rather not go, but I'll go if you want. <laughs> that's how it, that's how it works. I get asked questions all the time. Like I live with the Riddler. I'm kidding, Val. I'm kidding. Kind of. I'm like, it, what, what I've started to do is when she asked me like, Hey, what color do you think this wall should be? I, I was like, what defense do you think the Patriots should run on third and four? That's what I've started doing. She rolls her eyes and then regrets asking me questions. Cause I'm like, you care about that? I don't, you know, I had minimal notes today and was like, how am I going to have a show? Anyway, let's talk about something that is more tragic. Uh, I, I mentioned at the end of last save the dates, fellas. Hey, revolutionary idea, patent pending. I, I think it's a real winner because pretty much anything you announce in those fancy envelopes uh, is is a win. Could be a wedding, graduation, uh, a new baby for someone. Those always seem to be happy times. I, I I'm in favor of listing off important sports dates that need to be reserved for anyone who cherishes them as much as I do. Okay, so something onto something a lot more serious and um controversial i ended the show last week teasing the whole concept of, of what i witnessed before the fourth of july i didn't want this to ruin my independence weekend and and i saw it and i about threw this baseball through the window those of you who've seen me though you know i probably miss and and i break my coffee pot or something so i saw i couldn't believe it i saw this couple walking dr- bringing a wagon, nothing wrong with a wagon. Uh, I'm a big radio flyer fan, uh, sports drinks in there, a, bo- a boom box, whatever we used to do when we were kids, some, ba- some equipment, go to the park, play for hours, like bring your gear. Right. But what I saw sickened me. It was a, these are adults, at least in 
physical stature. They're pulling along the old radio flyer there, and they got their dog in the back of it. I've ranted about dogs here on the podcast so many times, and every time I do, I say, that's the last time. I'm I'm not going to let these animals uh, get to me. But when I saw that, I was I was incredibly angry. And I was angry at, at the owners, as I often am. Because the animals are just going to be, they're going to be what they are. They're animals. They are not humans. And, and we have to get past this, this, this reasoning that animals are more valuable and more important than humans. The, the grass, the plants are more important than humans. Stop it. Animals and plants do not pay taxes. They don't pay rent. They don't, they don't do any of those things. So they don't have rights. Now, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying you torture animals. That, that, that is incredible. That's sickening. And I have to say these things or someone's going to come after me if anyone's even listening anymore. I'm not saying waste, don't litter. I'm not saying cut down trees for sport. But my goodness, this love affair we have, animals and plants, they're more important than people. And so we, we've, we've mistreated people more. This is, again, these are big subjects. Our society is just disintegrating because of things like this walking a dog in a wagon what is wrong with you well he sprained his ankle last week and uh we gotta play through some pain if he was in the wilderness by himself there's predators all around him you think you could just sit oh i hurt my ankle someone wheel me around no life or death shoot it up throw some dirt on it i don't know but like the whole point of walking your animal and I've lived with dog owners. So I know I have, I have a voice here and I, I, I know dog experts experts is to get them some exercise to handle their business out of the house. It's a little routine, right? They love running around and seeing things. Like it's great. I've, I've walked, I've walked a few dogs here and there. Or probably just one. Well, no, anyway, it's fun. You let you treat it, learn, educate how to be around people around other dogs this dog specifically it's the same one that when it sees humans it starts snarling and, and barking and the and it's the <laughs> isn't that cute no it's not cute you know what's also not cute is you uh dragging a wagon with a dog in it couldn't that wagon have been better used for someone who needed it perhaps a family with a child couldn't this wagon have been put to better use than a dog with four legs who is like born to run and walk when all this I want to know where that conversation came. And it wasn't because it was like, if first of all, if the, the walk is too far, could that be it? I don't even know where in like someone's mind, they're like, let's have a wagon handy in case our animal gets tired. As if you're crossing the great frontier, going from Texas to Oregon in a covered wagon or something. You're going around the block. And if the purpose is to educate the dog on, okay, we're going to just focus on not, not barking at other animals and dogs right now. So let's take away the whole legs thing. Let's do one thing at a time. Maybe I listen to you, but you're not doing that. Does any, look at, I've stepped outside my house wearing something or, or been like, man, did I look in the mirror? Like I, I look ridiculous right now. Like at what point do you, I always have this like natural 
because I hate like attention. I hate looking like getting looking ridiculous. I hate that. And because I've done a lot of ridiculous things and I I hate being embarrassed. It's just like, so I'm overly sensitive. I hate using that word, but that's the only thing I come up with. I just, I'm overly aware of like looking stupid. And so I don't take risks that I should and things, but like some people are just oblivious at no point. Do you, do you see yourself float out of your body and look at yourself? You're walking an animal in a wagon. Like it's a child. Am I the lunatic here? Am I, am I out of touch? Maybe the dog's dying. I don't think it is because it annoys me every day. Its lungs work just fine. Runs around the complex just fine. I swear I'm becoming an old man so fast. It's, it's almost demoralizing. The things that anger you as an adult. There's plenty of other issues in the world. We had a, a, a former Japanese prime minister assassinated uh, just last night. That's, I mean, the, the world is in a crazy place right now. And I truly believe it starts with things like this. I mean, no one, what happened to Neighborhood Watch? What happened to that? I mean, it's not too often you see some guy in a trench coat, really mysterious guy. If I was neighborhood watch, I saw uh, two people walking a dog in a wagon. That would set off all kinds of alarms. Hey, we have a we have a mysterious we have a mysterious package here. Uh, we have a couple and, and a dog. Hey, what's wrong with that? Uh, the dog's in the wagon. Shh, everyone, everyone, uh, red alert, red alert. There's something. Something's afoot here. What what are we doing? And I am no expert on life. I'm not, I'm just a, I want to say a normal guy. Is that allowed? Can you say normal? I'm saying normal more as often as I can, because it's so rare these days. And I, I just, I like my sports. I like uh, my red meat, medium rare. I like my drinks cold. I like my coffee hot and black. I like the podcast. I'm never in my life. If, if I was a child, if I, if I had a dog and we put a dog in a wagon and my father saw that, he might disown us. What are you doing? You're going you're gonna to walk a dog in a wagon. This just came to my, my mind. My dad, my, God bless my dad. He, he, he really did. Sam and I are, are far from big macho guys or anything, but my dad had a million and one lines. And, uh, I <laughs> father's day episode was, was a lot of fun with my brother, but my dad, if he caught for, this is an example, language was important. Right. Um, and if he heard one of us say, uh, I got to do my hair. My dad, would, <laughs> he said, men do not do their hair. That's a woman thing you know, brush your hair or comb it. You do not do your hair. And I remember him saying that to me early on in my life. Oh, Ma, I got to do my hair. And he was just like, what? No, men don't do their hair. They brush their hair. They comb their hair. Men don't do their hair or fix their hair. <laughs> so that old school father loving. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, gracious that he said things like that to us at a young age because yeah, I think 
there's a lot to be said. We got dogs in wagons now. We got uh, well, what was the other one? I oh, beach balls. Ever? I mean, that was that's a different story. But like, I mean, you want to talk about masculinity? And again, I am. I can barely do a push up. Can't really do a pull up. Never have really. I'm I'm admitting this on live television here. Uh, you know, but uh, I, I there's some masculine traits I firmly believe in, and um, that's that's a big one. I don't have any here anymore. I used to have to do this all the time. I'm like, oh, I gotta shave my, I gotta shave my head. I gotta do my hair. Gotta do my, do my head, right? No, no. I'm gonna shave my head. Men don't, because yeah, you know, it's a women thing. I'm gonna go get my hair done. God forbid we said, we say we gotta go get our hair done <laughs> instead of you're getting haircuts, not getting your hair done. <laughs> oh, we all need strong fathers. I tell you. I think it's, uh, it's definitely contributing to a lot of things uh, these days where men can't be tough loving and things of that nature. So thank you, dad. Once again, I've told you many times, but thank you. And, and I'm, I got a long ways to go. Whole masculine, you know, I, I don't, I am not handy at all. I have a tough time with screwdrivers or the hammers uh, with, you know, car stuff, all those things. I definitely, fall flat uh and fail in the uh the masculinity trait so we can't all we can't all be perfect but what we can control things we can do better in uh i think we need to strive for so yeah i I'd just chuckle with my my dad sometimes <laughs> so i'm just like he was right and i see it now i see all those things now after growing up you know it's uh dogs dogs and wagons man this is this is where we are i i i it bothers me. It's sickening. And and someone, if someone ever writes in again or calls in, they're going to say, Matt, I had a dog that was on its deathbed and it all it wanted to do was see light and see the trees that it used to run up to and just get the fresh air. Okay, okay, fine. If we're having a funeral procession before the animal dies, fine. But have a sign on it or something. I don't know. Like, you got to warn me when I, for something like seeing that, you know, you can't just throw that out there. But I guess, you know, I feel these days, I feel is the most important thing. And I felt like taking my dog in a wagon. Oh, man, we need, we, <laughs> we need God and we need better hobbies. <laughs> I was just telling you right now. Uh, I got suggested a documentary that I have not yet um, scene, but it is about, uh, basically one of the biggest hockey fights of all time. Good friend of mine, Mr. Brian Earls, uh, sent me the information on it. It's called, it's called unrivaled U N R I V A L E D. Look for it on ESPN plus. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. And if you don't have time to watch the whole documentary, then at least look up, uh, the fight that occurred in, uh, I want to say the mid nineties. This thing went for like 15 minutes. The goalies got involved. Uh, it was a big fight in 1997. And I started to watch it and I was like, and then, oh, you know what? I'm glad I pulled this up. This, this country, I, I swear on the good Lord here. We are just, we are so incredibly soft. We got, Wagon dog walkers. That's going on. So I pulled up this clip 
I was just, I wanted to get the, the information. Colorado Avalanche and Detroit Red Wings brawl in Hockey Town March 26th, 1997. Towards the end of the year. I don't know how both clubs were that year, but probably a frustrating season, I got to imagine. Or maybe just, uh, uh, you know, standing up for a guy that was decked the year before. But this documentary, Unrivaled, apparently is really good. Brian, I trust Brian's uh, opinion, and he told me to watch it, so I can't wait to see it. So if you're looking for a good a sports doc, I would give that one a shot on ESPN+. Plus. But uh, I pulled up this YouTube clip, and if you just want to watch the fight itself, it's on YouTube. But you will be greeted with this, this message on YouTube. And we'll probably have this pulled off of YouTube now, but here is a little, little brief Message, the following content has been identified by YouTube community as inappropriate or offensive to some audiences. A hockey fight? A hockey fight requires that message? I've clicked on some dark, uh, violent videos before on YouTube. I have never once seen that message before clicking on it for that hockey fight. Did some guy take his skate off and slash someone's throat? Like what? That needed a message? What? Maybe it's just my settings or something. But like I said, I've watched other uh, violent scenes from movies or and just whatever, but I've never seen that before. Come on, YouTube. Come on, America. A hockey fight's offensive. That shows you how uh, out of touch we are with everything now. A hockey fight is offensive and inappropriate. What? Because someone, there'll be a massive uh, hockey fight break out up the street. Is that is that what the fear is? I didn't even plan to talk about that in this. I, I'm, I'm, things are popping up today that I didn't expect. Unrivaled documentary. Check it out. And if you don't have time, watch the 15-minute brawl. The goalies came out. I mean, when you think the fight's over, another one breaks out over here. It was, it was pretty epic. One of the great things about hockey is it's like, not this tough guy contest it's like no you want to go let's go let's and, and then to do all this on skates too Woo! get some good stiff right right hooks and jabs there on on skates that's that's crazy so thank you brian i will definitely check that out and uh good to know youtube is watching out for us you gotta be kidding me okay um i had a thought the other day with uh <laughs> As news broke that uh, one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL, Baker Mayfield, uh, was traded for practically nothing to the Carolina Panthers. I just chuckled as soon as I saw that. And uh, I want to start a a hashtag right now, Backup Baker, because I think Baker um, is going to go to to Carolina. And uh, even if he wins the job over Sam Darnold, I think Sam Darnold will overtake him and be the starter. Um, or maybe Darnold will be the starter altogether. Just my thoughts. I, I would take Sam Darnold over Baker Mayfield in a heartbeat. Sam's uh, maybe a little less talented, but he's not a head case and a true leader. So everyone gave me grief. Oh, look at Baker Mayfield. He's really good. He took the team to the playoffs. Yay. Way to go, Baker. The fact that the Browns signed a, a guy in serious law trouble like um, Deshaun Watson and gave him all that money guaranteed. That really, that's a big time indictment on Baker Mayfield and what they thought of him. Four years of, uh, of evidence now. And um, I think the proof is there that perhaps he shouldn't have been number, number one overall pick. Not a guy you want to build your franchise around. 
maybe a lack of leadership, perhaps uh, maturity issues. <laughs> so uh, he may, he may, he may pop in Carolina. Who knows? But I think that team's a little ways away. I, I'm curious to see how their head coach Matt Rule does with uh, these options. But uh, I could be dead wrong. I've been wrong before, and uh, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, in this situation, I think I've been right about Baker Mayfield for quite some time. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Let's go, Sam Darnold. Fight on, man. Fight on. Um, and, and just in the spirit of that, uh, with backups, uh, perhaps uh, one of those guys being a backup quarterback. Um, I, I don't know why more guys who the guys I'm talking about the guys who come into the league and for a couple of years, maybe they, they get some playing time, maybe they don't. And then they just kind of, they have too much pride to just stay in the league as a backup. I, I, I don't know. Sometimes being a backup, isn't a bad thing. Um, great quarterback out of, uh, out of uh, where did he play? Missouri chase Daniel. Remember a couple of years, one, a couple of years ago, it was kind of when I was in high school, uh, Kansas and Missouri, two teams that weren't traditionally great. They were uh, two, two really good years. Both went to big bowl games, played each other in the, uh, the big, uh, what is that game? That's a big rivalry game. Um, forget what the game is actually called. Missouri and Kansas played each other and it was a heck of a game, but Chase Daniel was a quarterback of that team. Chase Daniel has been in the NFL, man, over 10 years. He's been a backup quarterback the whole time. Hardly ever sees the field. He was in uh, New Orleans for, he's been all over. And uh, I saw a stat on him recently that he has, uh, he's, he's amassed a fortune as a backup quarterback, just knowing the offense, um, hardly ever playing. He's amassed over his career, $41 million by being a guy that just holds a clipboard has a headset, gets some snaps in the preseason. I mean, he hasn't had to play a whole lot. And if he did need to play, he'd be ready. And he, he, he has done a decent job the times he's gone in, but he's not a starter. He's just a backup. He, he knows what he, what he is and he stuck it out and he's been in the league a long time. And so many, my, my thought is that for many of us, many of us aren't number ones. Many of us aren't a head coach. Many of us aren't the, the, a manager at our job, but man, you can be the best number two in the world. You can be the best backup quarterback and make the most of a situation. A lot of guys get discouraged. Oh, I'm never going to get a head coaching job or oh, I'm never going to be promoted. Well, that may be, and there may be reasons around that that you can't control, but being a backup isn't, isn't always the worst thing. Make the most of it. Chase Daniel sure has $41 million. <laughs> Making, you know, a few hundred thousand every single year. Heck, making making million million or a couple million every every year, and there's value in that. You can't tell me a guy that's been a backup that long doesn't provide teams with value. There's experience there. You've seen a lot from the sidelines. You've talked to other starting quarterbacks. You've get, you know been in those conversations with coordinators and, and great quarterbacks that you've sat behind. So it got me thinking that you know some guys do make the most of their opportunities, and he probably you know, swallowed the pill a few years ago, just as far as being like, never going to really play, but I'll be a backup. I'll never have to worry about money again and collect a great, um, a great uh, bunch of memories. So congrats to Chase Daniel, man. So many guys in, the, I mean, to be, to hold, to hold a spot in the league that long too, when you don't have a ton of stats for a lot of players, other positions, you do got to kind of produce 
or you're out of the league, right? Quarterback's a little different. You need two or three guys that, and with, you know, one or two of them just sitting behind waiting just in case. And those starters, you know, you got to play this, the, you got to play or backup. They got to play against the starting defense a lot. They're running some scout team stuff every now and then. And uh, God forbid someone gets hurt. They got to run in there in the middle of a game. And like, you know, like people expect you to deliver. So it's not, it's not all easy. I, I got to imagine that I was a backup quarterback. Uh, you know, it, 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 it was rough. I didn't like it. I didn't like not being able to play. I wanted to play. I had to come in and do mop-up duties and stuff. And But I had to be patient for kind of my opportunity. And not everyone's going to get there. Like Chase Daniel, never going to be a starting quarterback, but he's been a backup for a very long time. Some teams have kept paying him a lot of money. You know, starting quarterbacks these days are making $40 million a year. But someone like Chase Daniel, who's holding the clipboard, 99% of the snaps, $41 million over a career for not having to really play much. That's pretty cool. So for those of you frustrated about not getting your top spot that you want, maybe it's, maybe it is never, you're never going to get there and make the most of, of who you are, what you are. And for others, maybe it is, Hey, not yet, not yet. Wait your turn. Uh, wait your turn. Wait, think about the backup quarterbacks, the guys that have sat behind people. And I'm not talking about like a, a situation where a guy gets drafted and, all of a sudden it is uh, for like example, the Rams with Jared Goff, they drafted him. He wasn't the starter. He was the backup, but when you're the number one overall pick, you're going to be the starter eventually, but he wasn't ready. And he wasn't ready at all that first year. They step on case Keenum and case Keenum was a dead man walking basically. Okay. You're the starter, but this kid is the future. I'm not talking about those situations. I'm talking about situations where the starting quarterback is really, really good, or at least at one time was, and you're kind of waiting for this guy uh, for your opportunity. I'm talking about the likes of, uh, even though it wasn't very long, Patrick Mahomes behind Alex Smith, right? Alex Smith was a proven winner, won playoff games. How about Steve Young behind Joe Montana? One of the most famous uh, backup quarterbacks overtaking a, a legendary starter. Um, Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Uh, a guy that won a Super Bowl, Jeff Hostetler, backed up Phil Stim. Phil Sims came in and uh, won a Super Bowl when Phil Sims was injured, and then he had an extended career in in uh, in the rate with the Raiders. I think here in L.A. So some guys make the most of their opportunities. Kurt Warner worked his entire life just to become a backup, and then in the preseason, Trent Green gets banged up. He becomes a Super Bowl champion and a Hall of Famer. So I guess my long-winded rant there is: if you are a backup, if you're second string, and you're waiting, and you think you deserve you. You get your, just wait and make the most of your shot. And if the other approach is the Chase Daniel approach, where it's like, I may never get to where I want to be, but I'm going to enjoy this level. That's kind of how I felt with umpiring. A lot of guys had dreams and aspirations of reaching the big leagues. And I did too, but I also knew, I I knew the numbers. I was like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to make the most of my minor league experience and my college experience. And if I do, if I do, someone gets hurt and I find a way into the big leagues. Wow. That would be incredible, but you got to kind of know who you are, what you're working with. Uh, if you're in that backup role, Baker Mayfield, I don't know how he's going to be. I can't see him being very happy, um, on the sidelines holding that clipboard, but for some guys, they make the most of it. And for other guys, they, uh, are motivated to eventually become successful. Uh, and sometimes the back, Oh, I, I wrote this down. I wrote this down just as an example. I saw on the herd the other day, Colin Cowherd show 
Uh, I saw Alex Curry filling in for Joy, Joy Taylor. Uh, at one time, I really liked Joy Taylor as the Collins, uh, you know, right-hand woman. Uh, but I don't know. I like Alex Curry better as far as what she brings to the table with the herd. Joy, some would say, oh, she's super talented. She knows a lot. I've been watching the herd a long time, and she seems to only repeat Collins' points, especially when she fills in for him. Uh, and, and just because her brother played as a Hall of Fame football player doesn't mean she knows a ton. Alex Curry, to me, uh, with her work with the Angels and the Kings, um, I don't know. I think she fits that seat a little bit better. Just one man's opinion that sometimes the backup is better than the uh, the first string. And uh, maybe we'll see some change there. I don't know. Probably not. They love Joy Taylor. And, you know, she does she does a good job. I, I, can't, I can't knock them that much. But it was just a thought I had outside of my logic, my second string, first string logic. Sometimes, you know, sometimes they have it backwards. And that's why you uh, keep competing, right? Um, rest in peace, Mr. James Kahn, uh, a legendary actor, 82 years young. I think he did. He passed away. Uh, legendary roles in the Godfather, the program as coach winners, uh, elf as, uh, the angry father of, uh, buddy, the elf Brian's song as Brian Piccolo, the original one there uh, with you know, Gail Sayers, a teammate, uh, Brian Piccolo, who, who ends up dying of cancer. It just, man, what a career for, for James Conn. And the other night we, we, we heard the news and I cooked up some pasta and we, we made sure to kind of have a father, a grand Godfather's type of meal. Um, you know, just to pay tribute to him. And uh, one of my favorite actors, I love the movie, the program, him as a coach winners is fantastic. The shots of him on the sideline, the, the recruiting he does, the, the, the reacting, talking to college presidents. It's just, he fit that role so good. And the Godfather, spoiler alert, you know, he's uh, only in the first one, we'll say, but his role there as Sonny was, uh, was fantastic. Sonny Corleone, the heir apparent, I should say. And uh, yeah, just what an actor. I'm going to, he was in a great, uh, The Eraser. He played a great bad guy in that movie. For those of you that remember that one, uh, next to uh, next to uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, kind of a hokey, you know, whatever film, but uh, man, I enjoyed it. So James Kahn, rest in peace, sir. Hope you're having a, a big glass of wine and a big plate of pasta up there, up there, wherever you're at now. So uh, man, rest in peace. Uh, another uh, show I wanted to tell you guys about that, Somebody suggested to me. Oh no, I watched it. Hello. I was some about Dodger stadium. I was looking at, and I saw there was a documentary made about Dodger stadium. And I was like, what is this? And it said long shot. And it was on Netflix. It's only about 40 minutes. Check it out. Um, if you're into like, you know, law and uh, law and order, basically. And basically this guy was accused of murder. And the night of the murder, he was at a Dodger game with his daughter. And he was arrested and he was on trial and they had to prove that he was at this Dodger game. And they used the footage of the field, the, the TV feed, they looked for, they knew where his seats were. So they know kind of, kind of where to look. Um, they, they did everything they could to make, they could see him, but it wasn't clear enough. So it's amazing. I won't spoil it for you. I'll let you guys check it out. It was some really great investigating work by his lawyer, uh, a really cool story. There's some shots of Dodger Stadium. It, it happened in the early 2000s. So uh, it was at a game. Eric Gagne was pitching. And um, I thought it was really cool. Really, really cool. Little inside of uh, some uh, some police kind of pulling a fast one on this guy. And, and uh, you know, so much we're talking about the police and pursuing criminals and things. And this was a, this was a doc where the cops definitely got it wrong. And um, 
well, I don't want to say anymore, but check that out on Netflix. Long shot, only about 40 minutes. And it's, it's uh, baseball, it's crime, uh, it's wrong place, wrong time, right place, right time. It's a lot of that. It's, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. And um, I think you will too. Let me know what you guys think of that. Long shot on Netflix. Uh, the other weekend, last weekend, I should say, I, was, uh, I, I had a, an epiphany as uh, we were cooking, right? It, during during uh, all that great 4th of July food, we were making steaks and salad potatoes on the, on the Independence Eve. Oh, no, it was Saturday. It was Saturday because the UFC was on. And we're cooking, uh, it was a ch- so it was chicken maybe. Yeah, we were chicken because we were flipping it every five minutes or something. You know what's great to do? It, just combining two great things is cooking while watching fighting. In this instance, UFC, five-minute rounds, perfect. You stand there, you throw some chicken in. Uh, uh, we Again, broiling, big broiler here. You watch a fight, and uh, five minutes goes by. Boom, you know, it's time to flip. You don't need a, a clock in here. If there's a timeout or something, okay, fine. Um, but you run in, you know you got about a minute between rounds. You flip it, you put it back in. Boom, another five minutes. Fantastic. This is like being efficient with life here. And if it's boxing, it's three minute rounds. Yeah, you get, so you got your three and then you got one. And so you, you know what I'm trying to say? I think a good cook cooking timer is watching UFC. You could probably do it with boxing, but it's perfect. I was, I was like, oh man, the fight's on. I want to watch this. And then I started cooking and I was like, wait a minute. This is, this is a sign from God. You can do both at once and the kitchen's not very far. I'll walk in, boom, you got your full minute, flip it, five minutes. Using a fight clock for cooking is phenomenal. Try it sometime. I, I think you guys, I think you guys will really like it. Give it a shot. Let me know what you think. Um, okay. <laughs> you want to talk about participation medals, participation trophies? Now, I didn't look up previous winners of this award, even though I, I kind of know it's gone a certain direction a time or two here in the past few years. And if I'm going to be critical of one president versus another, okay. This isn't so much about, no, it isn't about the president. You know who won the Presidential Medal of Freedom recently? Megan Rapino and Simone Biles. Two athletes. Very successful athletes. Except when Simone does the whole, oh, I can't do this. It's too hard. I need to walk away. And then Megan Rapino, who hates America, uh, thinks she's always mistreated and not. She wants to be equal as men, but not treated the same as. I don't know. I, I, I lose track. Purple haired America hater. These are the people we give the American, the Presidential Medal of Freedom to. Simone Biles, an, an excellent gymnast, has won gold medals for the country. God bless her. Okay, kind of a bad look for her, though, this past Olympics when uh, her mental health wasn't there. She had to leave the balance beam. I mean, those guys getting shot at in Normandy. Hey, I need a break. I can't do this. Presidential Medal of Freedom? What about the 13 soldiers in Afghanistan who were killed during the withdrawal? That would seem to be maybe. Do these, do these recipients have to be alive? 
Maybe this award just means nothing. I don't know. If it means nothing, and again, it's a participation trophy, then fine, give it to them. I was really mad about the whole Megan Rapinoe thing. All she's ever done is talk poorly about America. It's not all just Trump stuff. She, she legit hates America. No doubt about it. She needs to go play soccer for uh, uh, well, Afghanistan. See, see how big your voice is there. See how see, I think women's rights are awful here in America. Why don't you, why don't you go check over you know, the Middle East? See, see how great those women's rights are. Or Russia, perhaps, where they still have Brittany Griner uh, locked up for some marijuana or what, why, why she did that, why she thought she was just invincible to go in another country that had, you know, th- these people that hate America and Brittany Griner, she's never really voted until this last election. She voted for uh, President Biden, who she's reached out to and has said, please help me, save me. I need your help. Who, you know, he's done nothing. She's been there for months and people are so, well, if it was LeBron James, they'd go get him. They, you know, the, they would act. Well, I do know a few years ago that when some UCLA basketball players uh, stole some stuff, and no, I'm not talking about basketballs on the court. They were in China stealing sunglasses, of all things, and um, the greedy, ungrateful American, I don't know, they, they, this painted us in a really bad light, why they thought they could do things <laughs> like this. And this is why I'm in favor of kind of when teams go to other countries. It's like, you need to see how other countries are so you can maybe appreciate this one a little bit more. But you remember those three UCLA guys that got arrested we're looking at major sentences in china another friendly country you know what you know how long it took for the current u.s president to get them out of there a lot shorter than it's taken biden to get Brittany griner out of uh, russia does her vote not count joe i'm sorry mr president i respect the office What about Brittany? All this talk about equality and justice and all the, she's going to leave her behind? Treat her like a, uh, a soldier in Afghanistan? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. Just, she's apparently going to be, she pleaded guilty and she could face up to 10 years there for, um, and uh, maybe she won't kneel for the national anthem next time she hears it. The American national. She'll probably be hearing the Russian na- national anthem for quite some time. But I bet you next time she hears the U.S. national anthem, she won't take a knee like the rest of the WNBA did. She'll maybe appreciate it a little bit more. Or she'll be super bitter that the American government didn't come get her. Either way, maybe, she, maybe, she'll, maybe she'll regret her vote. I don't know. Just a thought. Just a thought, Brittany. I apologize. Well, I don't apologize. Maybe you should apologize. And Megan Rapinoe winning the Presidential Medal of Honor. Let's see previous winners. I, I no, I don't even look it up. You guys look it up. Presidential Medal of Freedom. There's that. Um, and I'm sure there was probably others, other people besides Megan Rapinoe. And uh, hello. Pardon me, Simone Biles. And, and maybe we change the name of it. That would be Presidential Medal of Freedom. What does that even mean? Does that mean you have spoken up for, oh man, there's like, okay, so they were among the people. There's like 20 people that won this uh, medal. Denzel Washington, the actor in 2022. 
That's cool. Tiger Woods, Jerry, this is uh, in 2019, 2020. Okay. That's cool. Mariano Rivera, some athletes, Bob Cousy, Roger Staubach. Babe, Ru- Babe Ruth, 2018. Joe Biden, 2017. No, what is this? Are these previous winners? Awarded by Barack Obama. 17. Okay, that must have been like January of 2017, right before the changing of the guard. I got it. I see. Michael Jordan in 2016. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Vince Scully, 2016. I do remember that. So let me see what this award is for. Um, the Presidential Medal of Freedom is awarded by the president for especially meritorious contribution to the security of national interests of the United States, world peace, cultural or other significant public or private endeavors. Honorees are selected by the president or recommended to them by the Distinguished Civilian Service Awards Board. Okay, well, whatever. There's some great names on there. Um, I just, uh, what is Simone Biles? Simone Biles, she's competed and won some Olympic. What has Meg Rapino done? What has she done? She won the gold medal. She was a great soccer. She kneels for the anthem everywhere. You know, that is that I guess that's what heroes are these days. I gotta stop talking about this stuff. Okay, I've talked long enough. All right. Are we gonna have you know what? I'm gonna take a breather from the whole oh, do I have time? I'm sorry, guys. See, I just ramble away. A couple things I want to talk about. A charge to keep podcast that is coming in hot real soon. I got an episode with head coach Mark Carson that will air very soon, and then Starting July 29th, July 29th, we will officially be on weekly on the Charge to Keep podcast every Friday. I want to have an episode out as we build up to the opening kickoff for Real Hondo Prep on uh, August 26th against the El Monte Lions. So my attention will be committed to that podcast specifically um, on the Charge to Keep podcast. Uh, I want that to be, uh, that's going to require attention and, and getting to people. I'm still going to have the, the get home safe podcast, but it's probably by the end of July, not going to have the Friday um, guest episodes any longer. I will just have the Tuesday episode with just me. I'll try to keep them at an hour or less. I know you guys don't like hearing me ramble for, especially when I get into these moods, but um, I am just going to keep it at um I'm just going to just going to keep it with just me one episode weekly on the get home safe podcast and then really dive into the football season on a charge to keep uh, that podcast. I, I want to be committed to weekly episodes there. And so that's where my attention is going to be interviewing people. And uh, it's just a time thing, really. Um, and uh, I, I need a break. I need a little bit of a break. I've been doing the guests now for like two and a half years. I'm not running out of people. Well, I bring people back on and it's fun. I have some more people set up in line for the next couple of weeks. But that is the plan of the Get Home Safe podcast. By August, we'll say, uh, specifically uh, July 29th, um, there probably won't be Friday episodes anymore, but there will be Friday episodes on The Charge to Keep podcast, the official podcast of real Hondo prep football. So we got, uh, we're going to be talking to coaches, players, broadcasters, fans. Uh, I already got some great things lined up. I may have recorded a few already, so I'm excited about that and uh, to release those for you guys. Um, 
maybe some rankings of some of the best RHP football players of all time that is in store as well. So lots to do on the charge to keep podcast. And again, home safe podcast will continue, but, but uh, it will just be me once a week on weekly rambling away and uh, talking baseball, talking football, mostly and about things I see that, that bother me really. And things that inspire as well. So I just thought of something and I'm going to use it. This is my get out of jail. Uh, can we still say that? That's gotta be, everyone gets out of jail these days. So I guess it, it, it it's, a, it's irrelevant. Everyone's out of jail. Everyone's free. Everyone. Um, in honor of the major league baseball, all-star game, the all-star break. I'm not going to have a baseball rule this week or uh, some, uh, some language, some uh, baseball slang, baseball terminology, baseball talk. I am going to, Take a break myself in honor of the all-star. You, you guys like that? Like how I tie that in off, off the top of my head? Uh, kind of an interesting show today. A lot of things just off the top of my head. Not so many uh, in the notebook here. But uh, yeah, in honor of the all-star game, taking a breather from baseball talk for one week. I'll be back next week to have a baseball rule for you guys and a baseball term that uh, you can use out on the diamond when you're watching your kids or uh, out at a Dodger game or whatever. Okay, sound good? Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, this Friday, I'm going to have on the podcast, Mrs. Mara Drain. She is the guest. I've already, already interviewed her. You guys are really going to like that episode uh, as she talks about her five uh, great children, the Jane, Drain family, and about her husband, Coach Ken Drain, who has coached so many of us at Rio Hondo Prep. Um, her kids are probably terrified, and I love it because I'm friends with all of them, and I know that their mom will definitely be embarrassing them a little bit on the podcast, and that's what mothers are for. So good luck, guys. Enjoy Friday's podcast. Guys, thanks for tuning in today. I appreciate you bearing with me this long. Big things ahead for the Charge to Keep podcast. Big things ahead for the Get Home Safe podcast. I'm just one man juggling a couple podcasts and uh, doing my best to keep you guys entertained and if nothing else, to blow off some steam so I don't rip what's left off of my uh, my my head. I'm going to start ripping out my beard here uh, pretty soon, uh, you know, just pulling my hair out. Uh, it's just, uh, and I, I, can't, I can't do this. So that's why I have to have the podcast here. Thanks so much, guys. Be sure to tune in on Friday. Interview with Mrs. Mara Drain and July 20. No, let's see. Uh, sometime either this week, or maybe it's even out already. There'll be a charge to keep podcast with head coach, Mark Carson. And uh, starting July 29th, we will be on weekly on the charge to keep podcast. So if you haven't subscribed to the podcast audio wise or on YouTube, please go on there. And uh, also Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. If you need my help, I'm here for you. I know how to, I can uh, direct you the right way. Uh, get home safe podcast at yahoo.com. If you have any content suggestions or topics, and as far as the charge to keep podcast, that is charge to keep pod at gmail.com. All right, guys, enough out of me. Have a great rest of your, rest of your week. We'll be back on Friday for a fun conversation with Mrs. Drain. You don't want to miss. But guys, until then, as always, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or rounding third base, get home safe. Oh.